0: the career establishments talent talk asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with vincere the all-in-one crm for ambitious recruitment businesses founded by asia-based recruiters back in 2012 over a thousand recruitment companies choose vincere to accelerate their growth whether your business is contract, temp, executive search or perm, if you're looking for a new breed of tech partner, talk to Vincere. Visit vincere.io forward slash talent for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Hi, I'm Andrea Ross, your host. And in this series, we feature some of the most successful talents from across the region to discuss the forces, opportunities, and challenges that are shaping the corporate landscape. If you're keen to be a guest on the show, then please reach out. On the last episode, Mark shared his career beginning from graduating in theology at Durham, UK and enrolling on the graduate training scheme at Michael Page, where he spent two years focusing on the contract side of banking before moving to Singapore to run the Singapore office for Robert Waters. He shared his experiences at moving from the UK to Singapore, his career progression from billing consultant to managing director and all the challenges at running multiple offices across the region at such a young age. He also shared what he sees as the key differences recruiting in Singapore to the less mature markets. Now, in this episode, Mark will share his experiences in running high-performing businesses and will impart advice to those looking to move into a management role on how to attract and develop top talent in the market to give you a competitive edge. His share, how he transitioned from running a powerhouse to a boutique business and how his business adapted during COVID and what the future looks like for Elwood Consulting. In true Mark style, there'll be entertaining stories along the way to keep you captivated and inspired. So, if you were, if now obviously you were looking after a, a number of offices. My God, I think God, I think you're probably the first person on the show with the biggest role actually in terms of the, how many people you were looking after. So if, if, if I've got people that are listening um, to the show at the mo- moment that are, are an emerging leader that are looking to build up a team from scratch and are looking to build a really high performing team and looking to move into management, what kind of advice would you give them to make it a success? I th-
1: for me, I think it could come down to a couple of things. First of all, in terms of the, the situation is – is it a case that the individual's pushing for it, or is it a case that it's being requested of them by sort of senior management? Because mm. um, if it's the individual that, that that's pushing it, I mean, ultimately, it's so why. What? Why are you wanting to do it? You know, mm. is it because it's the title? Is it because you build well and you and you want the recognition, the promotion? Because quite frankly, there are lots of other ways to be rewarded. Um, so, if your reasons are mainly selfish, uh, there's a high chance you're not going to you know build a high-performing team. Um, because ultimately when you're managing team, it's more than just looking after number one, you know, it's, it's very much the team's got to come first. Um, and managing a group of people is not easy, uh, you know, in any walk of life, uh, but managing a, a group of effective salespeople is even harder. Yeah. Um, you know, different people have got different goals, ambitions, uh, personalities. Um, so I think, you know, You've got to you've got to really look at your strengths and weaknesses, um, you know, and look at hiring team members that are going to address those weaknesses, uh, and be very honest with yourself, um, and then complement your strengths. Um, you've also got to be prepared to make sacrifices mm. that could be financial in in the short term um, yeah, as you a build that team. You know, because ultimately it may, it's going to affect your personal billings uh, and your personal time, and you're going to be juggling new responsibilities with your day job and also the additional stress that that's going to carry in terms of having a team target now rather than an individual one. Um, so I think unfortunately in recruitment, the best billers are not always the best managers. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, they're high billers cause they have very high expectations of themselves. Mm. They, they know exactly what they're doing. They know their market. Um, but recruitment firms want to obviously retain those individuals. Yeah. Um, and put them in positions of management in order to retain them. That's a challenge, um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and and that you know and that's a ban so so I think if if ultimately the 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 decision is coming from above and you're being requested to move into management. Um then I think it's very important to have a very honest conversation both ways in terms of what are the expectations? You know, what, what are you looking for me to do in this particular role? Um, what are the timelines, uh, you know, uh, that I have uh, to deliver on, on those expectations? You know, what support am I going to get? Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately what, what are the potential consequences of me not delivering, um, yeah, that's true. you know, on that? Um, so, you know, I, I, I I think you know a lot of people just feel it, it's a natural progression uh and that that's what they want to do um you know and, and sometimes I think it's it's quite good to try and get people to have a bit of a taste for it before just giving them everything um you know maybe to mentor one or two people to begin yeah. with because uh, yeah. for individuals they may feel that that's what they want to do but actually once they get a bit of a taste for it and seeing what, what what's involved
0: they might, they might it just yeah
1: they might just step back and go. To be honest, I, either I, I really don't want to do this anymore, um, or, or maybe I you know it just doesn't suit my personality. I'm I'm not cut out yeah. for it. I'm, I'm better as as being a, a high billing consultant.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, I think times are ch- I think times are changing a lot more now that there is a lot more recognition and to to be an individual biller. Uh, it's it's not always now just about being a manager and you'll make more money doing it that way. I think they're they're starting to define those roles a, a little bit differently now. Obviously, now let's let's. Let's um, let's fast forward to what you're doing now. That obviously you left Robert Waters. You you set up your own business at Elwood Consulting. So talk me through, talk you know, t- tell me a little bit more about Elwood Consulting first of all. Over to you.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I mean, in terms of uh, as a business, you know, we're a specialist recruitment firm, um, focused on the mid to senior level uh, in finance, IT, HR, sales and marketing financial services. Uh, we've got two offices uh, in Singapore and Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia was actually our first office um, and we're around about five years old now. So I suppose I don't really consider us as a startup. No, five um,
0: years. Wow, that's gone really quick. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's more, of young, more of a young company. Sorry, Andrew.
0: It's, I can't believe it's been five years.
1: Yeah, no, so it does yeah. go quite quickly. So I think mm. you know, we, we're sort of now over that initial hump you know, of yeah. you know, of, of a startup business in terms of setting up, looking to gain traction with clients and candidates, building your database, building your brand, putting in place your internal processes. You know, looking at your software, um, fitting out offices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know, I think we're now at that you know stage where we've sort of built those foundations. You know, both in, in Singapore and Malaysia, and we've got that opportunity to grow.
0: So what? So what? You know, what did you want to do differently? that you couldn't necessarily do at Robert Walters?
1: I think ultimately it's a combination of, of wanting to do my own thing uh, and be my own boss, you know, answerable to myself. Um, you know, when, when you work with an organisation, uh, you know, and ultimately, you know, even if you have a, you know, a lot of auto- autonomy, you've still got to follow instructions yeah. uh, and carry out what's being asked of you. Um, Whereas having your own business, you know, gives you that freedom to to make your own decisions and and go in the direction that you want to go. Um, But having said that, ultimately the book very much stops with yourself. Mm, Um, Yeah. You know, I I think, I think you've got to have quite an entrepreneurial spirit to be in recruitment because it's like running a business within a business. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm sure a lot of recruiters, you know, through their time and career at some point, you know, would like to think, Oh, you know, I'd like to do it myself. Um, Easier said than done, I, you know, I was fortunate. I, I felt I, I was in a position where I had the experience to do it. Um, I was still, you know, young enough where I felt I had the energy uh, to start my own firm. Um, you know, and ever since a young age, I've, I've always wanted to have my own business. Um, so, you know, I think in, in any organization, people look at things and say to themselves, I, I wouldn't necessarily do it like that. Um, but ultimately, when they're an employee, you know, and, and they need to do what what, what is asked of them. Um but having your own firm, you know, allows you to really set your own agenda. Um, you don't have to seek an opinion, on whether someone agrees with a particular yeah, direction yeah. you want to go, yeah, you don't wait have for to get approval. Permission.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: don't have to get approval. So that must you, be quite you know,
0: refreshing, you... then. That's quite that's quite a refreshing thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, it's refreshing, but you know, but, but it also comes with, yeah, I suppose, like quite a bit of responsibility as yeah, well. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of doing that, and, and you don't have. You know, ultimately, other people to to bounce things off. Um, you you are setting the goals, the the direction, the 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 agenda yourself. Um, but you know, it, it, as I said, from from a personal point of view, it's good to be able to just be able to do that mm. and not feel that I've got get I've got to get validation from somebody else.
0: Yeah, no, I can totally understand that. So, in those in those, you know, five years ago, what was it that you know? How did you look at trying to differentiate yourself then?
1: Um. I think ultimately, look it wasn't anything overly idealistic mm. or, or, or to reinvent the wheel um you know it was some, it was some, quite simple really just to provide a, a quality service um you know I, again you know it's easier said than done and a lot of companies will, will will claim that um but I think it's through the work you do that you can really prove your quality um Reality is recruitment is recruitment. Yeah. Um, you know, to come up with lots and lots of unique selling points mm. that differentiate yourself from other organisations, you know, is 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 quite difficult. Um, you know, you differentiate yourselves with, with the consultants uh, that you have because uh, it's a people business, yeah, uh, and the service you provide. Um, you know, we're a private company, so so we don't have the pressures that come from being a VC or PE back firm or publicly listed. Um, We don't have shareholders uh, that we need to keep happy. Um, We can focus on clients and candidates, um, and that's what it should boil down to. um, Providing a professional quality service and an experience that is personal and high touch. Uh, Very simple, um, but the reality is unfortunately a lot of clients and candidates just don't get that um, in terms of that experience. So we look to have more of a depth of relationships with clients uh, rather than a breadth. and ultimately, we can actively headhunt the best candidates in the market for them. Um, so we you, give a search.
0: Sorry, so I was just I, say I suppose you're not in that position then, where you're you've got particular client, too many particular clients, like you would at a powerhouse that you can't touch.
1: Yeah, so you right. know we, we don't have 40, 50 consultants that we have to feed. Um, yeah. You know where you know that 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 the, the, they sh- they can't headhunt or or shouldn't be headhunting, uh, and they've got those inherent com- conflicts. Um, you know, as I said, we're able to, put, uh, you know, uh, give more of a search-like service yeah. in, in, in a contingent environment.
0: So how did it feel for you going from, you know, obviously you would have taken a step back from billing when you started managing multiple offices. How did it feel, you know, how does it feel to be back billing again?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was probably a while since I'd sent the CV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did it feel, though, at that point? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was certainly scary, a challenge
1: because, oh. as, as you say, naturally over the years you you, you, you progress and, and you do become more internally focused. Yes, um, yes. And the market has changed uh, since I arrived and, and was you know cons- you know uh, recruiting and, and, and sending resumes and billing and and everything else. So you know, as you said, overnight you you know we have sounding gr- grandiose. You, you become a CEO, a CIO, yeah. head of legal, yes. head of HR, yeah. strategy, marketing, all rolled into mm. one. Um, and you know. You didn't have a brand, didn't have a database, didn't have a client. Uh, you're basically building everything from, from, from scratch. Um, and, and, and with re- recruitment, you, you don't manufacture anything. You, you don't have any inventory. Um, you need to pick up the phone. You've got to go and meet clients. You've got to earn their trust to give you work. Um, and then approach candidates to make, you know, quite frankly, what, what is fundamentally a life-changing decision for them. You know, your, your job influences you know, so many aspects of your life, you know, you've got bills to pay, you've got children, yeah, mortgages, etc., yeah. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, And I think sometimes, I think recruiters can get a little bit blase about that um, mm. because they're doing it every day. Yeah. And they're also, you know, trying to hit numbers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the people they're talking to at the other end of the phone, fundamentally, it's a major decision. when absolutely people is. Yeah, definitely. From, from, from one job to another. Um, so, you know I, I think for me, obviously it's just reinforced all that uh, in terms of going back to it um, okay, but also you know at, at the end of the day you know it, it, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun I, you know I don't think you can beat that you know that kick that you know, that personal you know um uh, gratification of, of placing someone you know? yeah. um rather than you know being spending a lot of time being internally focused
0: yeah i think I think perhaps things have changed slightly now yeah. where a lot of the you know individuals that are running recruitment firms are are, you know making sure that they're not too internally focused because it can be dangerous right it can be dangerous to be too internally focused now i notice on your website that you've got united nations development program logo on there so how does you know you're relatively young business so you know how did you come about getting to work with the un that sounds pretty cool
1: yeah, I mean, look, they're a great organisation for us to be working with. Um, I mean, not only because of the work they do in terms of like, tackling poverty and focusing on sustainable development uh, yeah. for nations you know, around the world, but as you said, as a, as a young business, for us to be working with the likes of, of the UN, you know, let's face it, they're, they're not going to work with anyone. No, um, that's so, very cool.
0: So
1: it's, yeah, so it's a, it's a great seal of approval for, for us. Um, and, and you can imagine for an organisation like that, um, you know, the, the amount of, you know, uh, uh, scrutiny that, that, that we went under in order to oh. be selected.
0: Yeah, right, you know? okay, yeah.
1: So, so, you know, all our financials, um, you know, all our licensing, all our certification, um, you know, in terms of the, the documents, so that the, yeah. you know, the, 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 all the information we had to provide to them as well. Um, Did they know
0: that you got a D in general studies? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that one.
1: But a B in theology.
0: But a B in theology. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um,
1: but uh, what's interesting, though, I think what was what was key to us winning the project is they asked for client references. Um, did they? What we've done with other clients, and right. they, they actually spent quite a lot of time talking to clients that we wow. worked with.
0: Wow! Um,
1: and, and you know, sometimes with these pitch documents, there you ask to put references. but you but know, I don't they ever think actually a called. Lot of time clients call. Well, yeah, they, they obviously did because when we won the project, they asked us to come down. Um, you know, and they basically said, look, you know, we, we, we've checked you guys out. You know, we've spoken to the people that you'd um, you put down. And, and and this was basically to build up their global shared service center oh, in wow. KL. Wow. Um, so we, we'd actually done some projects with a few uh, high profile clients where we, we, we'd done some uh, specific dedicated um, um, uh, uh, selection centers. Um, for shared services where they were looking to hire quite a few people in a short space of time, right? So we we, we would obviously reference that, um, you know, and, the, and they, they they took, um, they took <laughs> oh, excuse the Excuse me. Um, so it was great. It was you know it's been an exclusive relationship for for a year, and they've just recently extended it for another year.
0: That's amazing. I'm just going to have to cough. I apologise.
1: <laughs> okay, you, you, edit you, that out. You, you, you can you can swap, swap with me. You might need 14 days in isolation.
0: Oh, my God. I'd like 14 days just to have a rest. Um, I think that's also really good from a consultant perspective as well to say that you're, that you're working with a reputable brand. I think that really is good on your own reputation as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also from a client perspective as well, because obviously a lot of clients want to know who you work with. Um, and that's sometimes it's a tricky conversation because – As I mentioned before, you know, we we, we obviously do a lot of headhunting. So, you know, you want to be a little bit careful uh, about sharing, you know, organisations you're working with because quite frankly, they don't necessarily want their name to be banded around the market that you're working with them. Um, Mm. But, you know, when when you're working with someone like the the United Nations, Mm. the reality is not many people are going to be headhunting from the UN. um, No. You know, as as an organisation, but, you know, or clients will know that the level of scrutiny that you would have yeah. had to go through yeah. to have worked with them you know um it, it, as i said you know that there's a high level of trust there i love uh, that. that that gives you
0: i think i think that's amazing and that you can also use their logo on your website awesome so how how has the business been dealing with the impact of covid Like, what sort of adjustments did you have to make you know what worked what didn't for you what did you learn from it Talent Talk Asia is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the all-in-one CRM for ambitious recruitment businesses. Visit vincere.io forward slash Talent Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. I mean,
1: I've, I suppose I've, I've been here since '99, So, you know, I've seen the back end of the Asian financial crisis, uh, 9-11, yeah. SARS, yeah. Uh, GFC, you know, so forth. God, you've battered. You been...
0: battered with them all. <laughs> so, so I'm grey. Um... <laughs> you've always been grey, though. <laughs> yeah. Silver <for>
1: fox. <laughs> I, I, so for me, I always felt SARS was actually the worst. Um, what because, way? Because I think it's very difficult in recruitment to, to to do business if you can't get two people in a room together. Um, yes, without you know, the zoom and if, stuff, if, yeah. if somebody th- if, if, if somebody's going to cough or sneeze and the other person thinks I might die, I'm not going to go and meet that yeah, person. Yeah. Um, but but I think ultimately SARS at that time was relatively short lived. Mm. Short lived, um, and it was more of an Asian issue, but in, in Canada as well. Um, yeah. Whereas this pandemic pandemic is is, is very much global. Mm. Um. um and it remains to be seen whether it's going to be short lived or not. SARS, what was relatively short lived, um, but on the flip side, compared to SARS, now you know what we have now is more in terms of technology. So, like we're doing now, having a, a no, Zoom chat, it's amazing, um, it's
0: really amazing. You,
1: you didn't, you didn't really have that, um, you know. So you can, you know, WhatsApp, no, team, it, there Zoom. must have
0: been Skype though, but we never, it or, or did we? I mean, I don't, I don't really remember now, but I know there wasn't anything. Just, to- I, I, yeah. I, I
1: just, I just think at the time it wasn't, you know, the, the, it, well, the technology wasn't as as advanced as it is no. today widely available, uh, you know, and, and also, you know, I suppose the use of it, I mean, even before, you know, uh, the current situation, you know, people would be having, you know, online, you know, uh, discussions, um, you know, video uh, uh, conferencing, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's, it is very much a part of how businesses are done. Um, and also I think for us, you know, if you look at, uh, it uh, in particular where we do quite a bit of our work particularly in singapore generally you know it candidates it clients are very au okay fait with you know with yeah. this method of, of working together used to, collaborating yeah. you know interviewing it hot desking so as
0: well they're also used to working from home or going from project to project aren't they so it's not yeah it's not so difficult to yeah be plugging into that so i think
1: for us i mean you know ultimately we 're a relatively small business, so you know it 's a lot easier for us to be sort of nimble and agile um, so you know we had teams we, you know working from home, regular catch ups team meetings yeah. um, you know for the management team, you know I think it was important that their communication was clear um, and ultimately you know you just have, have empathy for for, 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 we, for each other in terms of different environments that they would be working at home uh, and, and in terms of juggling that uh, so in, ensuring that you know that there was trust there, you know, that, that the, there was a balance between sort of internal communication where people were feeling they were being connected, yeah. you know, and, and and still, you know, very much part of the team versus they're getting checked on and being monitored. Yeah, that's um, it. That's
0: that fine line, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, and I think just catching up with people, you know, just ensuring that their mental health was was fine was important. You know, we, we did, you know, little small things. And, and these are great because they came from, The guys themselves rather than being me so you know it's from the team but you know they they did like send send coffees around to people's houses you know when you might go for a coffee i love that Um, i love to hear
0: things like that i might people connected i love that
1: yeah um do e-lunches so you know people sometimes have lunch together so yeah they'd organize an e-lunch between themselves um you know, I think obviously a lot of people were concerned about sort of putting on weight, you know, because they couldn't get outside. God, I have
0: Jesus bloody Christ. <laughs> Everything is tight. Am I like a blob? <laughs> yeah. Then go out. When they said it, when they said as of today we can go out, I thought I don't want to go out because nothing bloody fits. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay you can stay in quarantine yeah, and lose I'll, a bit of weight. <laughs> I'll go for the few days. Exactly
1: but um so so we um so so we basically ran a steps competition um so over three weeks who, whoever did the most amount of steps won a fitbit um, oh wow i
0: love that i needed yeah, to do that um, you should have invited me to do that, <laughs> I <actually did> that. <laughs> and then and
1: then there's other things you know um and again sort of small things but we we always like to sort of celebrate um um you know uh uh festivals so like chinese new year um, uh, Diwali, um, Christmas, you know, in terms of having a team lunch, team meeting, uh, yeah, team outing sort of thing. Um, and, and it was Harry Raya in, in Malaysia over, over the MCO. Uh, and obviously being a sort of a Muslim uh, festivity, mm. a big thing in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we couldn't, obviously, I couldn't go to, to Malaysia. The guys couldn't go out to a restaurant, social distancing and everything else. So, you know, the guy said, well, why don't we put that money to, to a local Islamic charity um, that, you know, oh, that wow. we would have spent on a, a, a team oh, dinner. I really dinner. like that. Uh,
0: that's really nice. Really yeah, so, so,
1: you know, and as I said, these these are things that came from within the team as well, which is which is really good to see, rather than it's always necessarily coming from myself.
0: Yeah, that's what's different, isn't it? And I know you you also, um, not to plug my online recruitment training course, but you also paid for your guys to do some online training courses as well, didn't you? With
1: yeah, me. absolutely. think you know? <laughs> you know, and for me, when I go to offices, uh, you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I, I like to sort of, you know, you, you've got the, you know, that banter of being in the office and, mm. and everything else. And I like to sort of run either formal training, you mm. know, get people together, question and answer, or even, you know, sort of informal, um, you know, when you're in a taxi um, and just talk me through a scenario a situation, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and be a bit of a sounding yeah. board. Um, so, you know, I wasn't able to do that. Um, and also, I was conscious that, going back to my earlier point, if I was sort of bringing everybody on a, on a daily basis, sort of trying to check in with them, they might just feel that I was, as I say, just checking up on them. Yeah, it feels um, a bit
0: micromanagement, yeah.
1: It, exactly. Um, so, you know, I know you and I were having a discussion one day uh, and you were saying that you were sort of developing, you know, your your uh, online training. And I was like, you know, I'd be great, you know, if, if we could take a look at that because, you know, the guys are sat – you know 10 hours 12 hours but all day yeah. in, in, at yeah. home you know looking at their screen not be able to get out or, or whatever yeah. else and, and they're just you know very much work orientated so although this was still I suppose work related you know it just allow them to do something mm. different but um, I think also
0: upskilling whilst you know at least when they are allowed to be out they've at least developed some skills so that they can try them out as soon as they are allowed to speak to clients and you know meet clients i think it was a good use of time
1: yeah absolutely and mean, look even during you know d- during that period there's there's, th- there's things you could pick up i mean one of the reasons why i enjoyed doing training with the guys and, and that sort of stuff is because i always find i learn something new um you know from, from people you know so, someone's got an idea of doing something or a different way mm. so e- even if even if you're really experienced you always learn something new yeah. so as i said the great i think the great thing about your courses is it, it's it's a refresher for, on a lot of points for mm. some people, but but it's also a reminder, uh, and also looking at you know different ways, and also it's very practical. You know, you've got your sort of videos uh, that you can uh, look at the the interaction that, that, that they they do as well. Um. So so the feedback on that was was really really positive.
0: Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate that, and and I know that I'm catching up with them all next week to find out more about how they went with it. I think it's just use making use of that time. Well. I, it's it's not surprising me that we're an hour and seventeen minutes in, Mark, because I know that we could probably do a good few hours. Um, let's let me just kind of w- wind it down a little bit, in just in terms of sort of the, in terms of the last couple of questions. Um, what does what does the future look? I mean, what does the future look like for Elwood Consulting? What do you want? What do you want to aspire the business to to look like and be?
1: So ultimately over, uh, over time you know I'd like it to you know expand into more of a regional based business yeah. um, you know I've, I've had experience of setting up offices in, in different countries so I want to be able to use that experience to be able to do it. Um, I mean in my in my experience, you know we'll look to grow Malaysia and Singapore um, but, but I, I don't want to be 50 60 consultants in, in one particular office. Uh, as I said, in my experience, I think the, the sweet spot is generally around, say, fifteen to twenty-five yeah, consultants. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. You know, at that stage, I think you can go to a client and you can say to a client, "Look, you know, we can help you in sales, marketing, finance, yeah. HR." Yeah. You know, you can give a suite of services to a client, um, but but I think once you get beyond that number, you're then sort of subdividing desks. Um, you know, you're, you're 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 sort of building pyramids. You're building management structures. It becomes more sort of a management by KPIs, which yeah. can lead to turnover. And it becomes quite sort of inwardly focused rather than externally focused. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the reality is, as a lot of businesses are going to be facing now, um, in good times, larger firms, you know, obviously, you can make quite a lot of money. But right now, when the market turns, you know, you're having to tackle costs. In an aggressive way, and yeah. that unfortunately means headcount. Um, whereas, if you say you've got fifteen to twenty consultants, in bad times, okay, not everybody makes as much money, um, but there's still business to be had. Yeah, yeah. Um, what so, so I think, you know, yeah. So, so I think, as I say, for us, you know, uh, it'll be the growth of the current markets, and then looking to expand it elsewhere. And and, and that obviously then gives that, those individuals an opportunity if they want, you know, to to go and set up an office, because mm. um, obviously. You know if someone's been working with me for a few years knows you know me my style what we're looking to do yeah, you, trust you know each i other. would yeah. much i would much prefer to send somebody to go and open up an office who i know um you yeah. know and, and has been working with me um you know and and, and, and give them the opportunity to do the, to do that
0: where do you see as a growth market that you would like to be able to set up your third office um
1: i think look it, again it would depend on on circumstances and individuals but if you asked me today you know, I would say Thailand or Hong Kong. Um,
0: right, right.
1: Um, Thailand, um, you know, because in some respects it's, it's you know, similar to Malaysia. Uh, mm. and it's, it's a relatively, it's, it's more of an emerging market. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are recruitment firms already there that have helped sort of educate clients and candidates. Yeah. Um, it's quite a domestic market. Um, you know, uh, Thai's... You know, don't, don't tend to travel overseas and work overseas that much. You know, it, it tends to be more sort of inwardly facing. Right, or okay. But um, not
0: Indonesia then? Not Indonesia? Um, I just, personally, I would do, I, I would
1: probably do Thailand first. Right. Um, You know, out, out of choice. Um, you know, just practicalities around Indonesia. I mean, I remember set, when setting up Indonesia, you know, you were talking before about different uh, locations. Yeah. Um, you, know, you you can't do more than three meetings in a day in Indonesia just because of traffic. Yes. Um, Actually, you, you just you remind
0: first- <laughs> you just reminded me of an incident years ago when I think we rang you and you were in Indonesia <laughs> and you couldn't get somewhere. And you were on the you're on the back of a, of a of a bike of a scooter. <laughs> we just had visions of you on the back of a
1: scooter in, in, my, in my in my suit carrying my folder hanging <laughs> so, on the dear so you line. could
0: get to another meeting i just oh my god i don't think we got a picture of it but i think we're all laughing in the office just imagine you zipping in and out on the back of this scooter but yeah that's the yeah. problem isn't it is the but I my mean, is a little bit like that as well sometimes you gotta you gotta get the meetings at the right time so that you're not stuck in traffic Right, yeah. okay, so Thailand so, first. I, I mean,
1: in, Indonesia, obviously, in terms of um, uh, demographics, huge market, um, you know, and, and in terms of the, the population, you know, um, and, and where they're at in terms of developing and so forth. Um, but I think, you know, for me, I probably would look at Thailand first, and also would fit into, you know, sort of Southeast Asia, um, you know, Singapore, you know, Malaysia. Um, but then, if you look at Hong Kong. Um, you know, Hong Kong, potentially, then your gateway uh, to China. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's, it's, it's also quite a financial services-driven market mm. as well, uh, Hong Kong. Um, you know, and I think today, if you ask me, I would look at Thailand because, you know, with, with, with COVID, yeah. um, you know, with the demonstrations that happened in Hong yeah. Kong, um, it's a market that's obviously been affected quite badly.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it sounds like there's some exciting times. Uh, for any listeners that are out there that want to contact you if you're um, hiring, because I know you're hiring people within Singapore and Malaysia, so um, they can contact Mark Elwood on what's the, the email address? Elwood at elwoodconsulting.com.sg As you
1: said, yeah, if people want to reach out, I mean, we, we, we've hired in Malaysia during the MCO, we've hired in Singapore during the circuit breaker. So, you know, as we're saying to clients at the moment, this is this is a great opportunity. I, I see this as an opportunity. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity to be having conversations. Um, uh, you know, and I'm very much doing that myself.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for finally being on the show. It's been great to thank see you. you. Good for luck. Finally asking me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's because I've got I've got you all to myself now that you're all in quarantine. You see, there's no distractions. It's perfect. Um, okay. So I'm going to say over and out. And thanks again for being on the show. Thanks. You have been listening to Talent Talk Asia podcast by The Career Establishment. To learn more about The Career Establishment, our people and our latest thinking, visit us at www.thecareerestablishment.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook.